Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today is the official day that you torture me. Okay. <laughs> you have found this article, and it's it's definitely going to be an interesting one. I have not seen the full list. Okay. I will say this right now. Right. But we're going to discuss the unofficial NBA GOAT pyramid. Yes. And how this list has been described to me. I, again, I haven't seen it. Okay. Is there's five tiers from the best player in tier one to tier five. Five? Right. Five, correct. Yep, five tiers. Um, listing a bunch of different players. It's not the complete list. It's right. just a collection of some of them mm-hmm. from these different tiers. And we are basically going to go through it together <clears throat> and see if we agree with certain placements yep. or disagree. The hope is this is going to lead to us making our own version of this list. Right. But I think on the way, you're basically going to torture me. <laughs> okay. So, so just yeah, just so everyone knows, GOAT is greatest of all time, right? Yes. So this is the NBA GOAT pyramid. We'll start at tier five. And there's a bunch of names that I came up with that I found in this article yeah. that many people, or not many, but whoever wrote the article, and I agree with a lot of these. Yeah. These players are, if you built a pyramid, these are the... These are on the tier five level, so mm-hmm. good players by all means. Yes, but they're they should be in tier five. Now I'm going to rattle off some of these names yeah, here, yeah. And I want you to just say, let you the know, pain sink in. Let the pain sink in. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you to tell me yes or no. Should, is this a tier five player? So okay. I'm going to assume when I think of like my top seventy five, these are the guys from about seventy five to yeah. about fifty to forty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So Allen Iverson. Yes. Tier five. I, I would say yes. Okay. I don't think he's as high as people put him. Like, I've seen him in 30s. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably closer to 50 to 40, somewhere in there. Okay. I think he's – I have him as somebody who's very, very important to the league. Um, but there's other guys on this list that I can see early that I I just think have a bigger gravity to the league. Okay. Or okay. I shouldn't say gravity. I should say they're more talented. Sure. Um, just straight up. But he – I. Absolutely, he should be in tier five. Okay. And, he and, absolutely should be on the list. There's no reason he shouldn't. Okay, fair enough. And just, just so everyone knows, there's obviously more names in tier five yes, than tier Yes, there's four. a ton of them. Yeah. So how about John Havlicek? Yes. Okay. John is definitely top 75. He's the greatest <clears throat> six man ever. Okay. Isaiah Thomas. Yes. He's the really? second greatest point guard of the 80s, the, the golden age of point guards. Okay. He's in the top. I would have him maybe closer to my top 50. Okay. So he's higher for me. Um, he's incredibly important to the league. I actually unofficially think he might be the third greatest point guard of all time. Oh, okay. Um, Magic, I do have a soft spot depending on how you want to talk about Steph Curry and what he means to the game. Right. So I, I definitely have Isaiah in my top three. Yep. He's up there. And let's just be clear here. This is this list isn't necessarily. I got just... so many people <laughs> mad at me already. I got so this, many people. <laughs> this list isn't always isn't just about uh, stats or yeah. career numbers. This is just kind of how they how they played on the court. Yeah. Obviously, what I'm they brought going, to the league, all that kind of stuff. I'm right? going <clears throat> mostly by because I don't have a list in front of me of my own, and it's tough always to gauge where numbers are. So I'm going more by how important are you to the history of the league when we tell your story or we tell the story of the NBA. How long does it take before your name shows up? There you go. And yeah. Isaiah's name has to show up early. Okay. It just, it does. There's other players on this list where Isaiah needs to show up early, but there's other players on this list too that are far more talented. We're going to get there. I mean, we're going through the cream of the crop. These are not easy names okay. to sort through. So is, is Isaiah Thomas a tier five or should he be up? What'd you say? I'm considering him a tier up. I, okay. I actually do. Okay. I Possibly mean, he's, tier four. He won a champ. He won two championships. <clears throat> With Detroit. In the Michael Jordan era, mm-hmm. smack dab in the middle of the Bird and Magic era, yeah. and then all the teams in that East that were just ridiculous, for him to come out as a guard yeah. 
in the 80s when guards did not run the league you had to be six nine or above to be something which is magic and then on top of that michael wasn't winning right like he's the guy that makes michael yeah he really did yeah in as important as he is to the league as he he's so important to michael who i'm going to guess is tier one right um he he just I, i just can't even start to begin to think if he was in today's league what he would be Okay. And then on top of that, he's one of the most winning guards of all time in the most difficult era to be a guard. Okay. So, yeah, I have him maybe higher. I really like him. Now, this next one I don't think should be a tier five. I think he needs to move up. Scottie Pippen. I think Mm, he. I really think that's a good one. Yeah. I I think he's the greatest Robin maybe of all time, historically speaking. Absolutely. Yes. Easily a top five defender all time. Mm -hmm. I think, in my opinion, he's the best pound-for-pound perimeter defender I've ever seen. Okay. Um, I think, yes, he deserves to be higher. He's one of the best defenders of all time. And when you get to put that to your name of saying, arguably, you're one of the best to ever do it, you deserve to be a tier higher. I get, though, how some people can say he should be on tier five because offensively, he just wasn't what a lot of people remember. He was a slasher. He was more of a point guard, actually, yeah. and a distributor. He really didn't have the jump shot the way we remember. But all the same, I agree with you. I think he should be higher. Okay. How about Kawhi Leonard? So this one's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Because he also, when he was right, was one of the best defenders I'd ever seen. One guy can change the entire offense. Kawhi Leonard was one of those guys. Okay. The problem is... He's barely played in comparison to a lot of the other names on here. Right. And Kawhi doesn't really come alive till 2016 when he's on that Spurs team. And he's an MVP of the finals with a Tim Duncan on that team, with a Tony Mm. Parker, Ginobili. He outplays LeBron, and they win the title, and he gets finals MVP as a young guy who was drafted 15th out of San Diego State. Wow. He's a really outstanding player who made a long development. And then he goes to Toronto. And in one year, he wins and resets that entire franchise right. and then dips. Yes. And he goes to the Clippers where it hasn't formulated. Right. So I think he is the perfect case for being in a Tier 5 because thank God he's still playing. Because I yeah. want to give him more time to right. move up. He has all the talent. He has a career to look at. And you're like, whoa, that's something. But the consistency, I mean, he has like a 75% win percentage. Which means seventy-seven hmm. to seventy-five percent of his games he's winning. The reason it's so high is because he doesn't play in many right, games, right? Right. So he's an incredible player when he's right, but he hasn't been right for a long time, and that resume just isn't long enough to get him out of tier five. Right. But the talent is definitely there to be way up. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Bob Pettit. What so do you think? This is so tough. You've got the right <laughs> names on here. Okay. You do. Out of all the names that you could have picked, Bob Pettit, to me. In terms of the importance of the league, he's not just a tier above. He might be two tiers above. Okay. Because for people that don't know who Bob Pettit was, he's one of the best scorers we've ever seen. Right. And one of the best rebounders we've ever seen. He was the face of St. Louis sports for like 40 years. Wow. And then they moved to Atlanta. And he was the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. He was the St. Louis Hawks. Like, he is how we think of the Bulls now. Like, Jordan jerseys are still being worn. Right. Bob Pettit was the Hawks. Wow. Okay. And so when you look at him, he was the icon of the NBA. Sure. But it just never translated. And I think he, if we sat down honestly and really made a good hard list, he's probably in the 40s. He might be okay. in the 50s. Okay. He's a borderline. Um, he's incredibly important 
and he has a ton of records and scoring titles and rebound titles. Right. Uh, but there's so many important players that can be slotted in right with him mm-hmm. that you have a reason to say, is he on page five or is he on page 10? Well, there's right. a lot of guys that can fit on that list. Right. So he's unfortunately, I think he could move up to tier four, but I have a hard time thinking of somebody above him once I get to like 42. Right. Right. Um, so tough. I'm going to eat all my words after this <laughs> so <laughs> because the... I'm going to make my list. And I love Bob Pettit. I love Bob Pettit. He's yeah. on my list of people's jerseys that I want to hang up right. because he's so important. Yeah. But at the same time, he's in that tier of Wilt Chamberlain. He's yeah. in that tier of George Mikan. He's in that tier of Bill Russell of we know you're talented. We right. know you're great, but it feels like a different game. Right. And I'm biased to that, and people are going to harp on me. Bob Pettit's my my grandfather's favorite player of all time. Is he? Okay. Without question. Okay. And when you do watch the tape, it's very clear. Like, I don't know. Some people are going to think this is slander to Bob Pettit. Yeah. This is a love fest. Bob Pettit's incredible. <laughs> okay. Now, this next player um, I think should not be on Tier 5. I think he should be up higher, and I think um, – well, I'll just say his name, John Stockton, yeah. right? So yeah. John Stockton with the Jazz. I mean, you know, Stockton, Malone, the whole thing. And I think the biggest problem they had was the Bulls. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this, many, is, yeah. this is the name when I looked at your list that made me go, God, I'm glad you surprised me because yeah. you're putting me on the spot here and it's really a good test. Yeah. But I wish I would have had a list ready because John Stockton has 15,000 assists. He is by far the king of assists in the right. NBA. There were years he averaged 13 assists a game. Wow. Like, he is ridiculous. And coming out of Gonzaga, little-known school, he's in the greatest draft of all time, the 84 draft, which we've done together, yeah. which was yeah. awesome, um, to do a redraft, and he goes top five every time. He's not even the best player in that draft, wow. right? Michael yeah. comes out of that draft. Yeah. Elijah Wan comes out of that draft. Yeah. Barkley comes out of the draft. He might be the third or fourth player taken, right? And I'd love to see what we did then. I know he's not number one or two. um, But he's the classic. I think he's in my 20s. And then all of a sudden he's in your 30s. And it's because he was so limited by size. And we've seen him, but bigger, stronger, and faster. Like when I think of LeBron, there are qualities of magic. But there's also qualities of Stockton too where he finds these weird angles. The difference though is Stockton was... A hellacious defender, and if we had to draft an all defensive team of the '90s, he's on it. He's on it, and so that's a really hard one. I, I this is why I love this task, and why I'm gonna love coming back to this with you, <laughs> right? Because he could be in the 20s, yeah. He could be in the 30s. You could keep him in the 50s, but I know he's a top 50. Okay, okay. How about Steve Nash? See, I think yeah, yeah. That I think he's a good tier five player. That's yeah. my personal opinion. But I, I'm I hate that we're in lockstep. I wish we disagreed more. Maybe <laughs> oh, we, we shouldn't will. spend so much coming. time together making these lists. Um, but I think that's true. I yeah. think Steve Nash. The ultimate conversation about him is: Does he have the two MVPs if they don't change the rules? Right. Right. And the hand checking rule goes away. So that defenders can't push him around. Mm-hmm. They have to kind of let him slide by. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he's his scoring's up, his assists are up. The rules benefited Steve Nash. The problem is Steve Nash is kind of the gateway player, the gateway drug, if you will, right. to modern basketball. Yes. The Mike D'Antoni offenses that became the James Harden offenses with Mike D'Antoni. Right. And one of the greatest scoring on offensive teams we've ever seen. So he's incredibly important to the league especially how we play offense. 
The Seven Seconds to Left Suns are one of the most fun teams that I recommend for people that are just getting into basketball because the attention span, you don't need it. It's all there. It's so quick, right? Joe Johnson's on right. that team. It's an incredible that, team. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with you. I think he's a Tier 5 player. Where he fits on the top 75, I don't know. But I don't think he's as high as we sh- have him normally. Like okay. I think he's probably between that 60 and 50. Um, simply because... If I mean, there's other guys. Chris Paul, Jason Kidd are on this list. Yeah. Gary Payton's on this list. James Harden's on this list. I mean, or I, I'm not going to put James Harden on that list, but let's just take Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, Steve Nash, John Stockton. Who's the last pick? Right. It's probably going to be Steve. Yeah. yeah. Right? And probably. It's probably. tough to say that, but I think that's the reality of when you're dealing with this much greatness. Okay. So... Let me re- let me read the f- the rest of the names and you tell me if you agree. So Elvin Hayes, yeah, is he he's right where he should be. Okay, Patrick Ewing, right where he should be. If not, he um, I would say he's fifty. I wouldn't put him in my top fifty. That's a hot take for me. Really? Yeah, because when you think about him, if we're talking college basketball, he's one of the greatest college basketballs totally. ever. Georgetown, like hands down. Yep. Yep. There's no question. Yeah. If you look at professionally. <laughs> How many times did we go back in the history of the 90s or even the 80s and say, man, Patrick Ewing's Knicks? Yeah. There's maybe two years. Not, not many. Maybe. What was he missing on his teams? So what I think, it wasn't what he was missing. It was, or not what he was missing. I shouldn't say that. He had really nice teams. They were tough teams. And he has years where he could be an MVP, but there's just too many guys above him. Okay. But I look at the league and I say, okay, Elijah won. O'Neal, you know, we're looking around and we're seeing all these phenomenal centers and power forwards. And all of a sudden, what he does so well, other guys are doing at a level that he never reached, right? And we saw it very clearly in the finals at the biggest stage. And that feels kind of unfair because you're dealing with the best of the best, right? He made it to a finals, but Elijah one is quicker, faster. He blocks better. He plays better defense. He's a better scorer. He's more fluid. Mm -hmm. And you go, whoa. Yeah. Okay, Elijah Elijah wants plus compared yeah. to what Ewing is, and Ewing is really freaking good. Right, right. So I think Ewing's difficult as everybody is on this list, mm-hmm. but to me, he's the best. He's a great version of the player you want, but the superstars of his time did what he could do to a level that you never felt like he could reach. Right, right. And so I think he does deserve to be tier five. I think he's a really good tier five, but the accolades just aren't there. The the career is nice. It's yeah. a really strong career. It's a Hall of Famer career, which is saying a lot. Yeah. But it just doesn't add up to the guys that are ranked above him. There's okay. nobody he can really push down. Are you giving it to Shaq? Yeah. Are you giving it to? Yeah. Are you giving it away to Elijah Wan? Right. You know, there's other players that I look at with him and I say, is he better than them? Because in college it's clear, but when he made it to the pros, something just something clicked well he's in the hall of fame but he just he never became the superstar he was in college for the nba okay hopefully that that's going to sound like a rant but he's amazing he's he's perfectly rated where he is he's exactly where he should be fair enough uh chris paul chris paul what do you think tier five player he's where he should be jason kidd could be higher okay that nets team was not great but i think I think I need to see more of the list to know who okay. you bump. There's one player on this list that I can see clearly that I, I have a big question mark, but okay. Jason Kidd should be in the top 75 list. Okay. He should be there. 
Gary Payton should be there. He's a top. He's he's a tier five. I don't think he's like a tier three. I think there's an argument for a tier, tier four, four, maybe. Okay. Um, because again, he's one of the greatest perimeter defenders we've ever seen. Right. And when you can say that, that means something. But the scoring was kind of there, um, for a Hall of Fame level player. Like yeah. we're dealing with really really high standards, right? When you're talking James Harden. Steve Nash, Elvin Hayes, John Stockton, Bob Pettit. Like, mm-hmm. the scoring was there. The defense was top level. Right. So I think he's somewhere in the Tier 4, Tier 5 area, okay. um, depending on how you prefer your guards. Right. And that's just kind of where we have to stop, because otherwise right. it becomes another rant by me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, this next name I know you're going to think should be higher, James Harden. I don't. Oh, really? I don't. I thought for sure I'm gonna sub- I I'm... Not a James Harden really? evangelist, no. Okay. I think he's a part of one of the greatest offenses of all time, but it never worked in the playoffs. Okay. When you're talking about the top 75 players, the thing that hurts Patrick Ewing also hurts James Harden. James Harden. There is no playoff success the way you'd expect there to be. You'd expect Ewing to have a title. Yeah. And there was a year right. where James Harden, I mean, his team missed 27 threes in a row, and he's a part of this, right? He wow. turned off in the fourth quarter, and we watched him combust after they had the world favorites with the Warriors on the ropes, ready to be beaten. Chris Paul is on that team hurt, and here's the ball, James. You're one of the greatest offensive players we've ever seen, and melts. Oh, man. Right? Ouch. And it's this heartbreaking moment, yeah. but you also have to take it at what it is. He's never had playoff success the way the rest of these guys have. Yeah. And on this list, out of everyone we've talked about, I don't question he's a good player. He's amazing, and I would love to have him on my team. But out of almost everybody on this list, he's the lowest I have, hmm, right? Wow. Because he doesn't defend. Yeah. And since he left the Rockets, he needed a team to be built around him in order to succeed. If he stayed at OKC, he might be in the running for the greatest six-man of all time, right? right? He's up there with Havlicek. He yep. looks like it. Yeah. And then he leaves. He becomes the greatest offensive player, or one of. He's, he's definitely top five there. But it melts down, and it never works time and time and time again. And so for me, he has to be somewhere within the top 75 because, you again, you can't say he's one of the greatest five to ever do it right. and then put him off the 75. But I think it matters when you're talking about names like this. Most of these guys have rings, and he's one of the most glaring, obvious ones that not only doesn't have a ring, but has had meltdowns on yeah, the way. Yeah. And so that's why I'm very hesitant about him. I think he's Tier 5 at best right now, or at least until he starts kind of turning it around. Because, you know, not to date the, the yeah. podcast, there's discussion about him going back to the Rockets yeah. to, to revitalize his career, right? right? He needs it to be perfect around him. He does. Whereas a lot of these guys took adversity and just kept going. And just kept going. All right. How about Rick Barry? Really hard player. <laughs> yeah. I love Rick Barry. I think he's a really good power forward. He's one of the greatest power shooter or greatest shooters of all time before we had shooting as a really important part of the game, right? right. Without him, we probably don't see Bird in the same way. Oh. We probably don't see Steph in the same way, okay. right? Because he made that deep shot matter in yes. the way you had to cover different. He is the most unusual NBA superstar we've ever had, he'd probably be better if he worked for Apple, right? <laughs> He's the most disagreeable. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Gladwell has this great piece on him about 
he should have been an entrepreneur. And for whatever reason, he chose basketball. Okay. Because he's a perfectionist and he's fought with players on the court. Wow. He got phased out in the playoffs. His team stopped passing to him and he oh. gave up because they didn't come to help him in a fight because oh they goodness. hated him so much, right? Wow. He's so difficult to get along okay. with. Um, his own father-in-law didn't like coaching him at Miami, right? Wow. And his he just, and time and time again, made weird mistakes. He went to the ABA, but he had to take a year off because I of contract that. disputes. Yes. So he became a commentator and he had like really racially charged things that he said to Bill Russell on wow. TV. Okay. Like he's the most odd duck guy and he has the worst cover for a basketball book in history. Sorry, this is a rant. <laughs> Tales of a ja- basketball gypsy. Take it back. Take it back. Um, but no, he, he would have been a tremendous inventor, a tremendous businessman. Okay. He's a great basketball player. He's not a great team player, but he still is one of the greatest power forwards to right. ever play the game. So tier five. And I would say he, he might even be tier four. I think he oh, goes up. Okay. I don't think he's a tier five level player. I think he's in my top 50. Okay. Uh, Clyde the Glide, Drexler, tier five? Tier five. Okay. Sorry. Love him, yep. but doesn't have enough to go. He's never been the best player on a championship team. And how about Dominique Wilkins? Really tough to keep him in tier five for me. Really? There's guys I can think of. I want to see the full list first, okay. but if there's somebody I would drop to he, make way for one of the modern players, he'd go. He'd, he'd probably go. go. Um, okay. There's guys I personally prefer over him, even though, I mean, he's incredible, yeah. but he's he's on that line when you're talking about Hall of Famers. Right. Okay. Okay, that's so that's a while, tier five. Okay. But I loved every minute of it. Now tier four. This is where it gets interesting. Oh no! <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna yeah. torture me live. All right. On a podcast, so, and I, I submitted myself to this, but let's go. Okay, let's so take it away, my man. When we go through Tier 4 here, I want you to say, does this player, should they drop down to Tier 5, or do they go up? Okay, Oscar Robertson, I think he needs to go higher. Yes. Okay. I, I think importance, he's he's in the pantheon. He <clears throat> might be the lowest, this might be the lowest I've ever seen him. Yeah. Um, I, but he's he's in my top 16. Okay. Um. On my other, uh, on my original list, I made like way back when I right. thought I was a sports writer at college. <laughs> Not to embarrass myself, but I will. Um, but he's definitely in there. I will make an argument that I think because of the triple double stuff that's happening now with Jokic, Westbrook, um, LeBron, even yeah. that what he did so well back in the '70s has been kind of made popularized again by other players. Right. And there may be an argument that he's not in the top teens. Maybe hmm. he's a 21, 22. Okay. But he's so important to yeah. the league. I mean, right. it's so tough. You know, at Cincinnati, when he was playing there, he was just remarkable. And then he's playing for the Kings, and it's like, right, right. This is the standard. Like, he was for about 10 years, he had another life with what Russell out on the court because people are like, the triple devil's back. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we haven't seen this since yeah. they go. Um, largest critic, though, of the modern game. Which is weird. I wish yeah. he was more commonly found. It's yeah. tough to find the big O. Right. Um, but I would say he needs to go higher. How high? I think we need to get into the teens because there's some players that have been making moves that might have beaten him to a couple spots that he used to own. Okay. How high he goes, I still think he's top 16. Okay. Okay. Jerry West. Much higher. Needs to be much higher. Top, say, tier two maybe? I, or? I, I don't know who's in tier two okay. to compare him to. I right. would say if we're looking at a list, he's in the <laughs> teens. If not, he's also like the big O. He's sitting on the inside of that 25. Okay. Uh, Carl Malone. I'm not going to fight this one. Okay. 
I, I'm not. I lo- think he could go higher. He's one of the best scoring forwards ever. Yeah. But when it came down to it, I, I call James Harden yeah. guard Carl Malone. Like, yeah. he's had moments that are just spectacular, right. and then there's moments that it just doesn't work. Right. And for me, um, I, I think he, he's somewhere between three and four. Okay. I think realistically, when we're getting into the nitty-gritty of it all, he's somewhere on the outside of the 25. Okay. Top 25. Moses Malone. I, this is my personal opinion. I think he should be higher. I okay. do. He led a, a depleted 76ers team. Right. Dr. J was past his prime. I mean, they had Hershey. They had the Boston Strangler. These, this was a really talented team. And out of all of those players, he's the best. Right. And he's an MVP. He's a rebounding champion. Even when he wasn't playing great basketball, people signed him because of the lore of Moses Malone. Right. He's got one of the greatest names in NBA history, <laughs> just saying, right? I, right? I found a t-shirt of the Moses Rules with the tablets, right, oh, from the funny. 76ers. Nice. But he is the one of the most dominant centers of all time. Okay. Like, yeah, I without think... him, we don't see Shaq the same way. Right. We don't see Elijah Wan the same way. We don't see Tim Duncan the same way. Like, he was a professional he was the ABA for a little while there. Mm-hmm. He came into the NBA. He was the best player in the NBA for a little while. The hard part is he finished his career and won a title in 84. Right. And that was one of the most focal point years in history because Bird and Magic, Kareem, Michael, Isaiah's about to come into the league. Ewing is in college just mm-hmm. rocking and rolling. Yeah. He falls by the wayside because that is the golden age of basketball. Right. And he just so happened to be the best player that's forgotten. Yeah, like he was one time at one I point agree. in yeah. the '80s. He's the best player in the NBA. Yeah. All right. How about Dwayne Wade? I Tier really four. love where he is here. Okay. I think he's he's one of the best guards to ever play. And we're gonna go through some serious guards. Yeah. Most of the time, when you say his name, he's up there with a Kobe, and he's up there with a Matt or a, a Michael for a two guard. He is a winning guard that was the best player on a championship team. And he won with a Shaq, right, mm-hmm. um, at a great franchise. But he also won a couple titles not being the best player and being mm-hmm. kind of hurt and not always being available. Yeah. So I think he deserves to be in the top 75, most definitely. He's hovering around that top 50, somewhere between 35 and 50. Okay. Um, there are guys on this list that we're going to talk about that you're going to say, yeah. Like, historically, more more's there than Dwayne Wade. But Dwayne Wade certainly needs to be in three or four, somewhere in that okay. tier. I was going to say, I, I could see him in three, but four is, I could see him in four too. Yeah. So. All right. How about the big ticket, Kevin Garnett? Mm. Mm. I, 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 I think what? he should be higher, but that's Hot, just me. You know what? Let's disagree for fun. <laughs> I think he's right where he should be. Okay. Because I think one title is not enough. Okay. When you're trying right. to hold him to the same standard or above, um, then. Well, let's just go through some of the power forwards with yeah. him right now. Dirk Nowitzki, one yeah. title. He's got yep. the same amount as Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Barkley, no titles, no titles right now. Right. But Charles is a defining player in the history of the yeah. NBA. You oh. cannot tell the story of the NBA without Charles without Barkley. Charles. Giannis Antetokounmpo, one title. Yeah. I mean, the, so these far, are the guys right? you need. Yeah. yeah, and he's got lines to go elsewhere. Elgin Baylor, power forward, multiple titles, great scoring guard, right? Or no, I don't think he has one. I, I've got to check okay. that later, right? But these are great power forwards, all of them. What makes Kevin Garnett different? It's his engine mm-hmm. and the ring. Yeah. And you got asked the age-old question that comes from 2000 of if you switched 
Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan, does Kevin Garnett win five? Right, right. And I don't think, you don't he, think does. he does. Yeah, I, I don't, don't either. think he does. I don't think he does because the greatest thing about Kevin Garnett is he only has one speed. Yeah. And he's willing to fight you and claw and scrap and scream and yell. And Tim Duncan is a chemistry like love fest. Right. And simply by being the way he is, Kevin Garnett is, he needs to be in a tier four. I don't know how high he could get without those rings because we are going to be talking about some power forwards right. that are ridiculous yeah. and who not who could be the leader of the team. And Kevin Garnett, in my personal opinion, this is going to make people mad. <laughs> like He understood, I can be the greatest role player of all time or the superstar. I don't care where I fit. Right. And a lot of these guys just said, I need to be the superstar right. if we're going to win. True. And I think that matters in the in a sense of when we're we're nickel and diming okay. these great power forwards. He's on my top ten list of greatest power forwards of all time, and we're going to talk about a bunch more right now. But okay. he he certainly feels like a declining asset compared to what we expect. Sure, looking back at his career of what he could have been. Okay, how about Dr. J? Tier four. I think he needs to be higher. Okay. You're moving a lot of guys up. I'm telling you. I know. I know. I I can see him being on four, though. That's the thing. Talent-wise, he's not what we always remember. Right. But important-wise. Importance. He was, I mean, he's one of the top three or four easily. He's not in my pantheon. He's not in my top players of all time. He only has one title, but he's got a slew of ABA. Right. He was the NBA for about eight years. Mm -hmm. Without him, we might not have as a successful NBA right now. Um, But then again, he's a part of some of the oddest stories in NBA history, like the Nets. The Knicks didn't want to sign him because they didn't want to buy the Nets out for naming rights in New York. Oh, right. So for $4 million, they could have had Dr. J, and the Sixers paid more. Right. Like, the Knicks got a hometown discount. Mm -hmm. Dr. J wanted to be a Nick, and they let him go. And so there's these weird stories around him. And then in 84, he comes in and he's like the second or third best player. Dr. J's not quite there. Right. The one thing, and it's a minor story. I don't want to take this as a part of his tier sense. Right. Charles Barkley probably isn't Charles Barkley without Dr. J and Moses. Huh? They are professionals. And when they take Charles in, they teach him how to dress, how to work out. Right. And he comes down from being that 300, yeah. you know, the love boat, the, yep. the food world, Crisco kid, whatever. Yeah. Um, he is the standard of what you want in a leader teammate. Like that's that's something I just want to praise him for. Sure, sure. But it's hard for me to think of somebody to bump down. But then again, this list we're gonna we're moving all these people up, but we haven't seen who's up there already. <laughs> and maybe yeah, maybe we say like you know what, where are we gonna move you to? Like yeah. we we don't have anywhere else to go. But um, he's a tough one for me to judge. I think he should be in the thirties. Okay, I think he's somewhere in the thirties. Um, it's tough for me to put him in the top 25. I don't think I can. I don't think he can really be much higher than tier three, and I feel like I'm pushing it. Okay. Now, this next player, the first time I saw him play, I was like, what is that guy shooting threes for? He's a center. Like, he's a big guy. Get in the middle. Dirk Nowitzki, right? I was like, oh, my gosh, what the heck is yeah. going on? I was floored. I was like, "Yeah, he's what? ridiculous." 
he had the weirdest start to his career ever, and thank God he went to Dallas and the Clippers didn't draft him, right? Right. Because he goes later, the Clippers had the number one pick. If you redo that draft, they probably take him number one. Oh, easily. Because um, yeah. Paul Pierce is in that draft. That's right. maybe the next best player. And Dirk goes to the Mavericks, and it takes so long to get him going. Mm-hmm. If not for Steve Nash, we probably don't have Dirk Nowitzki. True. Because Steve got him out. He might be one of the only players besides the next guy we're going to talk about that I'd consider moving back a little bit Ooh, okay. because of the time and the length it took to succeed. Right. Right. He still gets a title. He's a 20-year player. But that Dallas year, if not for a meltdown of one of the greatest players of all time in LeBron James, we're probably not yeah, talking about him the same true. way. That's he true. He walks a very fine line. He's not even the best European player I've seen anymore. I think he still superficially holds the title. Giannis is better to me. Right. Giannis sure. is better. Luka looks better. There's these incredible players in. So he's one I'd consider moving back, but not for lack of talent. There's new players that are coming in. Okay. Elgin Baylor. Another one I'd consider moving back. Um, I just wanted to pull up his reference page really? here real quick. Okay. Um, Baylor. Because I always get surprised by his career because he's never won a title. Right. And that's a really hard thing for me to do. Also, whenever I talk to these old coaches, and I will say it's tough to talk about Elgin Baylor with them because of the stories that happen okay. around the All-Star game. He's a very important player, right. and people treat him with a lot of reverence, as they should. Mm-hmm. But whenever I talk to a coach that was around, for example, you know, my grandpa knew a lot of coaches in the NBA way back when. Right. Infamous for traveling. Right. Really? He was renowned for okay. being known as the guy that refs played the game towards oh. and not really played the game that the refs refed. Got it. Um, so for me, he's like one of the OG superstars, Yeah. but he never won a title. He's a 10-time All-NBA, 11-time All-Star. He's an All-Star MVP. He's never a league MVP. I don't think they had that trophy then, so okay. I don't want to hold that against him. Sure. Um, he's a top 75 player. But he's a fringe. I actually think he should be lower. Lower, okay. I, I don't, but okay. that's my standards, <laughs> right? I, yeah. I think he needs to be lower um, because he just scored, 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 scored. He could rebound like crazy, but he played at a time with Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, where yeah. if you were a star, you weren't just a star. Right. You were a star times five. Right. Like You were clearly better than everybody else, um, and those numbers really imploded in a way. And then history from things that I've heard he was not always beloved by other oh, fan bases okay. he's not one of those guys that's widely accepted sure incredibly important you need Elgin Baylor though to tell the story of the yeah. NBA okay how about uh, the next guy David Robinson the Admiral I think he should be down me too yeah. um I think again really good player but you you have a chance of telling the story of the NBA without mm-hmm. him um he's like he to me is so dangerously close to the discussion about Ewing, if not for Tim Duncan. Right. Right. And right. this rookie comes in and helps him win a title, but he never gets over the hump. Mm-hmm. And then the year he wins his MVP, he's not the best player in the league. Right. Elijah one destroys him the night he gets his MVP and goes on to win a title. So for me, David is like the greatest thing I will always think about David is. He was the center for the dream team, in my mind. Like, yeah. he's the guy. Um, but he never really stood out as the player. Right. And he never had that moment where you're like, besides the MVP, where you go, 
whoa, 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 top 25 or top 35, top 45. So to me, yeah, I think you move him down. I don't think he's in this tier. I think there's other guys that are probably more um, focal points of their team sure. in a way that he wasn't. Yeah, and I think he he almost, you know, he I guess you could say he got better when Duncan showed up in yeah. a way, right? But he should have been better before Duncan showed up, right? So, all right, how about For Giannis? Being a physical freak, yeah. Yeah. Right. He was like a Giannis freak of nature right. before Giannis. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of Giannis, oh, Giannis right. <laughs> is on this list, right? So, tier yes. four? So, too early to tell? Too early to tell. I say yes for now. Okay. If if I could draw a list up, like, again, we're just throwing numbers right. out, right? We don't really have a realistic sense of where we're putting everybody because we need to draw it out, which yeah. makes this really tough. Yeah. He feels right in the 30s, okay. right? Because he's a player we've never seen, or and he's his numbers, if you just go into his numbers alone, his numbers are he's Shaq plus. Mm-hmm. He's bigger. He's faster. He's a little more athletic when you're just looking at him in the open floor. He is a Shaq. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, his game's getting better, right? He's continuing to grow. He's won a title. It feels like he's going to get two more, right? If you right. went to Vegas and you're like over under, it feels like the number's two, okay. right? He's probably got one more. Um, does yeah. he get to two? Right. We'll see. Yeah. And if that's the case, I'm curious to see where he finishes with MVPs and Defensive Player of the Years. Right. Because the care is what's keeping him so high in my list. Is yeah. It feels right to put him in the 30s. And then if he continues to ascend, continues to be the best player in the NBA for a longer period of time, I think we're starting to talk about him at 28, okay. 27. Um, but no, he's not there yet. He's somewhere between 41 and probably 32. Okay. Last one on the Tier 4 list, Sir Charles. Agree? Tough. No. Should be up? Should be down? I think he's a tier three. Okay. Um. I mean, it's the tale's oldest time. He's never won a title. Right. But when you go back and you watch his fight against Michael, right. he is dominant. Yes. And he is a problem. Mm-hmm. And that Suns team is good. Mm-hmm. And he deserves that MVP that year. He's the best player just statistically. Michael just comes in there and just puts the fear of God. And Charles infamously says after yeah. uh, to his daughter, you know, the daughter goes, why'd you lose? And he says, because that guy's better than me. That's the only time he's wow. ever said it. Wow. Um, Charles is, in my opinion, maybe one of the greatest players ever to play. Mm-hmm. He's one of the original positionless basketball players. Yeah. Before right. it was popular. He could be a small forward. He could be a center. Yeah. He played power forward. He did all those too. And I mean, he played all those. He could distribute. Yeah. He could do all of it. He's an MVP. He's an incredible rebounder, and he's one of the first physical freaks right. that we've ever seen. Yep. Um, and then still, one of the rare players on this list. We've gone through so many of these players, and there are still a few. Like Jerry West is on that list. Yeah. Say Dwayne Wade's still on that list. Giannis, of course, but players we still think about almost daily mm-hmm. when we turn the TV on. Right. And I think that matters. You can't tell the story of the NBA without Charles Barkley being in the first chapter. Absolutely. And that matters for all the more reason we could talk about him. But he just has a gravitas that you need. Okay. Let's take a little break. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I've been ranting forever. So I I am going to just throw it out. We will be back in just a moment. (laughs) All right. Recording has resumed. I'm going to jump into it in three, two, one. And we're back. Uh, I just needed to hold my face in my hands for a little bit (laughs) because I'm I'm going back over this list and it just 
it breaks me. Yeah. It, it, there's so many things that we could say, so many things we could redo. I think you have hurt me emotionally. <laughs> um, but we're moving on to tier three, and tier I'm three. Stu- yeah. starting to get a, an understanding of kind of how they're dividing this up. <laughs> but these names are going to get. Oh, I'm looking. So at there's it. there's eight players in tier three. Okay. And again, okay. I think you could argue probably most of these could could probably go up to tier two. Maybe yeah. not. Um, let's start with the first one, Shaq. I mean, tier three, Shaq. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? It, it makes me wonder how many are left because right. if we have eight here, and then we have like four on the next, and then one. And then like one. I'd understand if he's top fifteen. Yeah. But for me, he's on my mm. list. Generally, he's eleven. Okay. Like he's just 11 or 10, depending on how you want to rate some of these guys. Um, <clears throat> okay. I mean, it feels wrong to say he's tier three, but then again, according to this list and how they divide it, it feels right um, just with how many must be left. Looking at some of these names that are coming, I, I think always he's in my teens. He's squarely between nine and about 13, okay. somewhere in there. And if that's tier three, then it's tier three. Like, yes, he should right. be there. And if tier two is the top, you know, nine, then I get he's in tier three. But it feels like if you're ranking 75 players, mm-hmm. there should be more guys in this tier three level Okay. that we already talked about, right? That we bumped up and right. then our tier two is probably a little bit bigger than what's going to happen. Sure. So it's tough. I'm going to go by numbers right now. I'm going to say he's like 11 to 13, 9 to 13, okay. somewhere in there. Fair enough. So let me ask you this. So, and I, I should have asked you this with some of these other players, but if you were to take some of these players that are no longer playing and put them in the league today, and I like to use this kind of as a measuring mm. stick, do they succeed? Like, does yeah. Shaq not miss a beat and he's still Shaq, or is he does not be? Is he just not effective like he was before? Because yeah. you have other guys that are this big now. That's Zion Williams. Interesting like, question you know. with Shaq because the one thing he did so well was in the paint, and we mm-hmm. don't really play the game right. in the paint that exactly. way. Exactly. I would say I think he's so he was so athletic and he was so fast and he was so big and he was such a freak of nature getting up and down the court. I'm gonna right. say Orlando Shaq works <laughs> okay. when he's younger. I'm gonna say Heat Shaq doesn't. Okay. So somewhere in the middle there we start to lose him and it's it, it happened in front of us too where after the three peat he kind of peters out. Right. Um I think Shaq does work, but I think it would take a, a GM to it would take a GM to realize, hey, this is a generational big man, and we're just gonna have to build our team differently. Right. Um, okay. Versus how so many of our teams now are just copy paste mm-hmm. and how they want to do it. But there there are some GMs like right now, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. have a very Jokic centered team, and yeah. he's a center, yeah. but he can't shoot threes. Right. Um, you know the Wolves are kind of an example of what not to do when you have two gifted centers. They took away the one thing that made Carl right. Anthony Town special, right. and then they played into a guy that has a Shaq-like persona of blocking shots being dominant, and he can't run. He just right. isn't as athletic as Shaq. So yeah. I think Shaq works, but okay. you need the right minds around him to make sure that you're keeping the good pieces to help him. Got it. All right, next player on the Tier 3 list, Tim Duncan. Yeah, and Good. I think he's over Shaq, too. I think okay. he's higher up than Shaq. Right. He's the best power forward in the history of the NBA. Right. Um, depending on how you want to talk about positioning now. Um, but he was a power forward, and he's the best to ever do it. He's got five titles. 
Um, one of the biggest what if moments is Tim Duncan in right. the NBA if he goes to the Orlando Magic right. with Grant Hill. Yes. Um, and Tracy McGrady. Maybe that becomes a successful team. And if Doc Rivers just lets his wife on the plane, I think Doc's life is very different. I think the Clippers wow. are really different. There's a lot of things that happen because of that not going through. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think he's easily, again, if we're talking tier three is the top like 20 to 15 players, Tim Duncan's in my top 10. Okay. Like, so he, he tier three feels wrong, but according to this list and how many players must be left, Right. He's in the top teens, okay. and that feels right. Okay. Now, the next player I think should be up, and me too. maybe Larry Bird. I yeah. Mean, again, he's not – I mean, importance to the league, I mean, it was Bird and Magic for It is years. Bird and Magic, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only <laughs> guy that I think of is it's Magic, it's Bird, it's Michael, mm-hmm. and maybe Russell. Mm-hmm. Like, Russell right. definitely has an argument there. I think Russell – is again one of those rare players that he's just as important. Unfortunately, he passed. Right. But he's just as important now as he's ever been. Yeah. Um. But I think Larry. Yeah. For me, I have him a lot higher than most people do on their normal list because of the Magic Bird right. deal. I I can't separate them because whenever I watch them, I see the same brain just in a different body. Right. Right. And the way they pass and the way they shoot. Um, mm-hmm. there's so much similarity. It's tough for me to divide them, but maybe that's just the storyteller in sure, me. Sure, sure. But Larry is a top 10 player. He, in my opinion, in terms of importance, not talent, but importance to the league. Right. He's a Mount Rushmore player. He's a top four. Okay. Um, so again, it feels wrong to put him in tier three, according to this list, yeah. but the amount of players that are left <laughs> and the players I see around him. Right. Somewhere here it feels right. He he deserves to be next to and ahead of Tim Duncan and Shaq. He should be ahead of them. Okay. Um, but there's some names I see coming that I have a very different opinion on that okay. shouldn't be higher well, than him. Let's move on to the next one. Bill Russell. Yes. Tier three. Should be in in my opinion, he is a top ten player. Um, there can't be ten more players. I hope there's not ten more players. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Greg. Okay. Above this three tier. Yeah. He deserves to be here. If not, there are some people that put him as like a top three player yeah. because of titles. Right. I don't see it quite that way. He he deserves to be in the Pantheon. He is there. Um, Bill Russell absolutely okay. should be here. Um, again, I put him around like seven. He's a top seven to ten player. Okay. Steph Curry. Controversial, yes. Should be somewhere around number 12 okay. on my list. So 12 tier to 15. three seems right for him? Again, broadly speaking, yes, because he's somewhere in the top three to four point guards of all time. He's one of the most important players in NBA history. You cannot tell the story of the NBA without right. him. He is the modern NBA. He's right. the reason we have cookie cutter. Everyone copies from each other. Absolutely. He was the player and still feels like one of the players. I mean, had a run as maybe the greatest player on the planet for a short time. You know, LeBron did take it back quite quickly. Right. Um, but the greatest shooter of all time, again, if you could say something like that, it's a different level. Has titles in different stages of his career, which is rare. Which is rare, yes. Young Steph, um, the reformed Warriors with Durant. The 2017 might be one of the greatest teams ever assembled. Yeah. Wins with that team. Right. Then comes back 
with a younger Warriors team with a Jordan Poole, an aging Draymond Green, a Clay that doesn't quite look like Clay anymore, mm-hmm. and wins another another title against a very competent Boston Celtics team. Right. Um, winner in different fashions, different gauges, different speeds, and then on on top of all of that, redefine the way generations will play basketball. Right. Like has to, has to, has to be high. Mm-hmm. Um, I if I'm making a list. It's really, really hard for me to in, di- distinguish the careers of Curry and Shaq because oh. of how important both of them are characteristically to sure. basketball. You right. can't unsee Shaq playing basketball. You can't unsee Curry Got playing it. basketball. And there's a jostling for who's better in okay. terms of like on the hierarchy. Okay. Um, but yeah, great player should be somewhere up here. Does he end his career at Golden State? I hope. Yeah. Me too. It feels like if he doesn't, he's going to do a Ewing where Ewing went to Seattle right. and then went to Orlando and we pre- we just pretend it never happened. Yeah. Right. Um, I just don't see him going anywhere else. I guess the only spot is Charlotte because that's where his dad played. Right. And that's where he grew up. He His dad, I mean, Steph grew up in Minnesota. I don't see him going here. Mm-hmm. He spent time in Toronto with his dad. I don't see him going there. Yeah. There's nowhere where you think... I want to be careful how I pick my words here. As a player that understands what his career means and where he's going and mm-hmm. kind of the story of what he's doing, right? Um, he seems to care an awful lot about where he is and how he's seen. I would think so, yeah. And it yeah. seems like he really wants to end his career in Golden State, and there isn't a place he could go besides Charlotte, I guess, that would make sense right? Um, because of his attachment to that place. Yep. All right, next player on the Tier 3 list is Hakeem Olajuwon. Thoughts on that? Right yes. spot? One of the best centers ever to play. One of the best footwork mm-hmm. players ever. If he was a guard, he'd still be this high. Okay. Because of how athletic and how good his footwork was. Um, the shooting is to be questioned, but yeah. yes, he's top 15 Broadly speaking, should be top a tier three. Okay. I don't think he beats Tim Duncan. I think there's a conversation personally. I love Hakeem. I I think he's remarkable for what he could do. Shaq won more, so you have to put Shaq over him. Right. Out of all the players I see on this list, except for one, um, I, I think he's kind of towards the bottom of this list. Okay, really? But he still belongs somewhere in the teens. Like, okay. he's probably your 14, 15. Okay. Um, but it's tough. I mean, right. we're, we're... I don't even have an argument. It just... It's sometimes you're going off of feeling, and Hakeem won when Michael wasn't there. Right. And you have to ask yourself, if they do play out, is it the same? Right, and right. Yeah. I personally think he still gets one, but it's tough for me to imagine two. Right. Like he, he is a monster, yeah. but Michael's monster too. <laughs> um, and I think they would have found a way because that guard system they had was so simplistic. I mean, mm-hmm. there used to be a play, Kenny the Jet Smith. There was a play yeah. called Kenny okay. where Hakeem would get the ball, post up, and look for Kenny at the three-point line. Kenny, run Kenny. Oh. Or, or Vernon Maxwell, Mad Max, Mad Max. Yeah. We run that. Like it was such... A simplistic offense that would work now right. because of the way they shot threes. But back then, it's it's tough to say, do you beat Jordan? 
Right. Do you do you get over and pass Pippen and Jordan? The ultimate question. He yeah. is the ultimate question in yeah. Jordan's career. Could he have beaten Hakeem? Yeah. And because that question isn't answered, I gotta say you only have two rings. Yeah. One is a sweep against a very young team. Yeah. And the other one's over a Nick team that you're just the better version of in right. every way. Right. So it's tough to give him any advantage over everybody else on this list again except one player right okay next player on the list that Wilt. one player <laughs> will chamberlain tier three bump Seriously? him down down um, yeah <laughs> really I, this might be a tough one i think he should be on tier two no i i don't have him in my top 10 really? i barely have him in my top 15 i mean he changed the way the game is he changed how the court was laid out for, he did I mean, he he did you're right you're right <laughs> The, the reason I don't like him is because, or the reason I shouldn't say I don't like him. I like him. He's an important player. You need to tell the story of basketball right. with Will Chamberlain. Sure. However, when you look at the company he holds and Bill Russell looks inferior, is smaller, he rebounded less, he scored less, he had a lower winning, or he had a lower shooting percentage. Right. Everything about Bill Russell should say he should finish second in terms of the centers of that era. Hmm. And Bill Russell finishes first in every single mark oh, that matters, right? Interesting, okay. When you go back and you hear the stories, Bill Russell, very apparently, and it's not just the Lakers-Boston thing, it starts as a Philly thing, routinely says, this guy doesn't care about winning. He cares about the stats, the stats. that he puts up. Okay. And then he consistently moves from team to team to team. Why is Wilt never owned by one team? Yeah, that's true. Right? That's true. He yeah. bounces from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. And every three years, or every two years, there would be an article clipping about how Wilt doesn't like the coach. Wilt doesn't like yeah. this player. Wilt doesn't like this. He never said, it's my team. I need to own all of this. And okay. he became the superstar. Right. And that's the biggest glaring difference I see with almost everybody on this list. Right. Is that if you put them in the room with a lie detector test on them and then you said, whose responsibility is it that we win? I have a hard time thinking he believes that. Okay. Like, I think he, he wanted to be the guy. Yeah. But he isn't made of it. Got it. And he's an incredible player. Incredibly important. Supremely talented at a time where no one else was like that. And yet he still seems to find a way that teams fall apart around him, that mm -hmm. he can't consistently win. He only has Wilt yeah. wins. He doesn't have team wins. Got it. And yeah. that's a huge mark that's hard for me to avoid. And because of that, I don't have him any higher. Okay. I, I don't think you can put him past any of these names on here. And there's some names that we okay. already talked about that wow. I have a hard time with. All right. The last one on the Tier 3 list, Kevin Durant. I'm really tough. Sure. I'm not sure I like that one, but really, really tough. Yeah, he's the bottom of this list minus Wilt. Right. He's not over Hakeem in my mind. Okay. Um, Does he still have anything left? Do you think? I think Kevin Durant. Like the there's one thing we can say. He might be, and it's an arguable. Um, it's an argued thing. He might be the purest scorer we've ever seen in basketball. Right. I hear that a lot from people. I mean, he's he's seven feet. I don't yeah. care what you say with the 6'10 stuff. Yeah. Whenever I see that picture of him at USA Basketball, he's taller than Boogie Cousins, who's <laughs> listed as 6'11". Okay. He's taller. He's got to be taller than 6'11". He's 6 seven feet tall. He's got a handle. I mean, he can shoot from anywhere on the court. He, before Steph Curry, redefined the way that we played basketball. People okay. wanted a Kevin Durant. Right. 
he's still as as important as he he's as important now as he was in 2009 when he got drafted. Okay. He's leading a title contender team right now. Regardless of what's going on around him, he plays and he plays well. To me, he is the basketball player most people would draft if he's in a like a draft all time. Okay. He's probably always going towards the top with 10 because he loves basketball, he eats, sleeps and breathes it. The biggest critique I have on him is he's not a leader. He's usually not your mm. A1 guy. Steph Curry was for the Warriors. But is that better? Does it kind of fit his personality? Maybe? I think so. Is he, he's yeah. not the leader type? He's the, No. Yeah. He's the guy that's going to go out. He's going to play his game. He's going to have a good time. And the one thing I will say is even though he can't lead the room, he can sure lead the floor. And right. he's willing to take on those moments when you need to score, right? I always think of that shot over LeBron. Yes. Over the Cleveland team and yeah. winning and pushing him onto the finals. Like, yeah. he has it. Yeah. He has the it you need. Um, he just doesn't have that one piece. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he's great. He's a great perimeter defender, great defensive player in the paint. He can block shots. He can score from three. He can score from two. He can handle. He can distribute. He can rebound. Everything you want, Kevin Durant offers. Okay. And I think he's a Tier 3 player. I think he's probably in your 14 to 15 range, right? Okay. And depending on how he ends his career, right? I can see him jumping a Hakeem because he fits Ooh. into that category of he's something I don't think we'll ever see again. If we do see him again, and we might with Victor Wembenyama, right? then we're going to have to have a discussion. But for now, if he's playing in the 80s, he's a different kind of player to us. Right. He's a freak. Yeah. He's something we've never seen. With the time he's playing right now, he feels like the player of the era. Like he really defines what you want in a basketball player to the highest order. Um, I guess what I'm saying is he deserves to be this high. He's probably, if we're going like 8 to 15, he's mm-hmm. probably 14 or 15. Okay. But we're talking thin line here, man. Right. And we're bumping somebody down. So yeah. he's he's going to be in this grouping somehow one way or the other. Okay, that rounds out tier three. Now we get to tier two. Oh my god! And, <laughs> okay. This is there's four guys on tier two. Okay, so there's right. only going to be like five left. So there's, there's five left. Yeah. So, so this is our top six. So these are the top. Well, or yeah, top five. five. Yeah. Excuse me. So, so yeah, tier two, first player LeBron James. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Okay. He's the second greatest player of all time. I would argue that tier one should be like three people okay because if there were three people in tier one would he be yeah, one of the three he'd be okay. one of the three okay next player kareem yeah should also be in the tier one category okay. i mean longevity scoring rebounding what he meant to the game to be one of the focal superstars the only thing i have negative to say about him is nobody really was a fan of him in the way that we're fans of everybody right. else he was kind of seen as a cold player yeah but has a championship was the best player on that championship multiple times over Played with great players, could be a two, could be a one. Didn't mm-hmm. matter what you did with him. He was going to show up. He was going to play well. Right. Also has the most uh, indefensible shot in the history the of sky NBA. Hook. Yeah. yeah, no one's repeated it. Um, he is a signature player in a league where signatures are everywhere, mm-hmm. and he might be one of the most recognizable player right. when you see that shot. Absolutely. All right, Magic, Tier 2? Yes, it's tough to take him away from Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, especially this next name is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Greatest point guard of all time. Right. One of the very first super freaks of the NBA. Yeah. One of the most important basketball players, period, culturally, to how we play the game. 32 Magic is also on that list of most recognizable. Yep. 
Um, Storyline, he has everything you need. Titles, he has everything you need. MVPs, he can play with great players, he can play without great players. He's on one of the greatest teams ever assembled in the 87 Magic Showtime Lakers. Right. When you have a team named after you, you know you're something. Right. Kept Jordan off the throne as the greatest yes. player in the 80s. I mean, the list can keep going. Yeah. Um, the greatest game I think I've ever seen playing played was by him his first year when he won the title with the uh, with the Lakers playing all five positions. Right. And I remember then, that. I mean, the list can just keep going yeah. and going and going and going, and magic just doesn't end. And one of the things that I hear a lot is he couldn't shoot. Um, but when you go back and you watch, the thing that you commend about magic is he couldn't shoot naturally the way that you'd think he would, mm-hmm. but he made it. But he made the. <laughs> he, he found a way to make it. Right. And that's the thing I will always think about is he's one of the only players that successfully could imitate the sky hook. Right. Um, didn't yeah. always work for him, but he could do it. He could shoot a three if you needed him to. He could make shots from the free throw line. He, I mean, the passes that he would do, magic was earned. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes me want to watch tape. Yeah. It just makes me want to go back and watch him, right? He's right. one of those players that you can't help but say, God, I wish we could see yes. him now. Yes. And it it's such a shame that one of the last times we ever saw him was with the USA basketball team in 92. Right. Because that team was so loaded. And he cared so much. You wish we had seen him for more time, yeah. but they didn't need him that much. Right, right. Um, he absolutely is deserving. It's so tough for me not to put him in that tier one, but he's not quite with the other two that we talked about. Yeah. And I think I know who's in number one. Yeah. Um, but he is maybe, in my opinion, him and Bird are maybe pound for pound the most important players ever in the history of the NBA. Okay. Um, up there with Russell because of what they mean. We don't have the NBA if not for Magic and Bird because they kept it alive. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. Okay. Um, go watch Magic Johnson film. Do yeah. yourself the favor. It's incredible. So, last player in tier two, Kobe Bryant. I think that's yeah. good. I, I yeah, that's tough. He, again, he's. I mean, he certainly was the star of when he played. I mean, he just yeah. clearly was. Um, I I don't know what else to say other than I think he's a solid tier two. He's definitely a top ten player of he's all time. He's definitely top ten. He's somewhere for me though. He's somewhere <laughs> between seven, ten, and eleven. Like he's okay. somewhere in there because you got to get through the fact that do the first three titles are they his titles? Right. That's right. Are they Shaq's? Right. Because then there's this long period where Kobe's the best player, but he's not winning. Mm-hmm. And then he gets Pau Gasol in a thief, like a thief in the night, right? Mm-hmm. Memphis trades Pau Gasol. Yeah. No one knew he was available. Lakers seem to get him. It feels like an inside job. They win two <laughs> titles. Right. I'm a little angry. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the worst qualities out of me tonight, Greg. Um, but Kobe... You have to have this conversation that's glaring of whose titles, what titles are his. Right. Because now we're getting to this point where we've compared crowns, we've compared rings, we've compared scoring titles, MVPs, everything you could ask for, Kobe has. But whose are they? And Kobe is one of the only people in the top ten where you're like, Shaq has a reason to say, that's because of me. If you don't have it, you probably right. don't win those. Yes. And Kobe can say the same thing back to Shaq. Yeah. yeah. And because of that discussion never being ended, it feels really hard for me to put him in the list with these three 
and then we have other guys that are dropped below yeah. that were ones. And right. it's clear that they won because Bird was Bird, yeah. right? It's not Parrish's. Right. It's not DJ's. It's not Ainge's. It's not McHale's. It's Bird's. Right. And so that's tough for me to kind of look at and say, Kobe absolutely needs to be in a group with Bird, Magic, Kareem, Michael, mm-hmm. all of those guys. But where in the list of the hierarchy does he go? It feels like he slides somewhere around a little bit before Duncan, somewhere before oh, Shaq, okay. right? Sure. And I think Russell needs to have a conversation. Okay. Because 11 is no slouch. Right. And what Russell means to the league Kobe means a hell of a lot, but Russell, I mean, there's something else there. And Kobe understood this. Kobe, I wish he was still around because he was a historian that we needed for the future of the NBA. Um, And it's really tough to have this conversation with Russell, Kobe, Shaq. Um, We're going to get into Bird and Magic and how that all fits. It feels like it's Magic, Bird. feels like Russell should probably go next. Mm -hmm. And then you can have the Kobe discussion. Right. And I mean, he's still seven, eight, nine. Yeah. But it, it still feels odd. Right. It, it this is the only name on this list that makes this feel like a challenge between tier three and tier four, right? Yeah. Because he's the bridge. Yeah. Where does he fit in? Right. Because that's clearly the divide. Okay. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, or maybe I'm just a madman. Well, I I agree, and I think <sighs> I think a lot every player on this list, no matter what tier they're in, I think yeah. you have to look at. They're a great player, period. Yeah. We get that. But did they become even greater with better players around them? And if they didn't have those better players around them, are they still winning? Yeah. And that, to me, is a, the big indicator. He wins, but he wins tight. He wins individual titles. He doesn't right. win he doesn't the win ultimate win goal, the ultimate which is goal. his clear goal is he wants to win titles, and he right. never quite gets there. Yeah. And then I, I guess the other thing, too, because there's also going to be people that think he should go up, and he should be tier one. Mm-hmm. With with mm-hmm. we know who yeah, right? right? Let's talk it like it's Voldemort, um, <laughs> and it's so tough to say that too because he's a lesser version of something we've already seen. Not a huge drop off, but a drop off nonetheless. Yeah. And he he really is like the the list breaker because you don't know is he defining a new area? Is he a new tier all to his own where a couple players can live with him? Right. Like is there a tier 2.5 yeah. where you put a Kobe Bryant and a Matt and you know a, a Bill Russell like, right? Right. Or is he a tier 2 full on or is he tier 3? So this mm-hmm. is he's a really tough one to find a home for, but you know his home is in the top 10 somewhere, top 12 at minimum depending on who you are as a purist. Um, in terms of like every single year that you play. Yeah. All right. Before we get to tier one. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil who that is. But I think people can guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to throw out a few names that aren't Please. on this list. Yeah. Um, I, I thought this would be fun. Yeah. I caught that. I, I consider these, I don't know, honorable mentions. Whatever, <coughs> but I'm, and I'm a little surprised they're not on the list. So I'm just going to pick some names out Please, of the air yeah, here. That'd be great. Um, Robert Parrish. Yeah, I'm surprised he misses he's not it. Here. Yeah. He misses it. He's not quite top 75. He's honorable mention for a good reason. Okay. I think he's one of those guys that he's hurt because of how many good players are around him, right? Okay. Cuz who's the best player on the Celtics? That's Bird. Bird, yeah. Who's the second best? It's it's probably Mikael. Mikael, yeah. And then after that, when you look at the titles, who do you think is more important? Is it Parrish defensively in the center? Or is it DJ defensively on yeah. the outside? Yeah. And then you start having this conversation. I personally lean Paris, uh, Parrish. I think you do as well. Yeah. Because, you know, what he did for the Warriors was great. He right. comes to Boston. He's a staple. Yeah. He 
his last year, he's 41 years old and he's playing with Michael. That's crazy. His longevity's there. He doesn't miss a game. He's tough as nails. I love him. Yeah. But I think he's one of those guys that unfortunately he falls because of how successful his teams were. Because right. he was such a good team player. Sometimes he's forgotten. Right. Yeah, it's a it's such a good one. But yeah, yeah, I think he's I think he deserves a discussion for top seventy five. But man, he's he's gonna have a tough time getting there. Okay. How about I'm just picking out another name here, James Worthy. Should he be in the discussion? Yeah. He should. I mean, to I, me, I when I so. think of the Lakers of the 80s, I mean, obviously, you got uh, Yeah, he's Kareem. the second best player on yeah, some of I those mean, Magic James teams. Worthy. It's After like, Kareem leaves, he's yes. the guy. And he's one of the best scoring forwards. Like, he's the standard for, like, 20 years. Right. It's like we draft saying, like, Kevin Durant mm-hmm. compared to a James Worthy. Yes. Like, there's these weird comps that he became the comp. Yeah. In college basketball, people were like, well... You know, Michael was good, but James was the guy on that team, right? right? Like, there's these weird sayings that we yes. have now. Yeah. It's very real. I think he is on the top 75, and I think Parrish is as well. I okay. can't remember exactly. We'll have to go and revisit, so I'm excited I'm excited right. to do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he'd probably be somewhere at the bottom of Tier 5 if we're talking about this list. Like, okay. if we could play some, he'd probably sure. be somewhere down there. Cause, I'm surprised he didn't make it, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, and, and it does ask the question of... If we hold Pippen so high up for mm-hmm. being a number two, right? How do we hold number twos when we look at other guys that were doing the same role, right? Like a worthy, yep. Um, because yeah, he's he's one of the scoring leaders on the Showtime Lakers, and now we look at him. He's still a Hall of Famer. He's still one of the greatest college players ever. Mm-hmm. But yet he kind of falls by the wayside because he never was outstanding in one particular thing. Like, you don't think of him as, like, this lights-out shooter. Right. You don't think of him as a three-pointer. He's not a dominant rebounder. He's not a great passer. Yet he completed so many things and pasted so much of that right. team together. Exactly. Yeah. That almost like a spiritual glue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great one to add to this list. <laughs> it feels like he'll be a five. Yeah. He's got a lot of competition to beat out, yeah. Um, but maybe some nerds like us can can sort through the mess and figure out what number exactly he fits at. Okay, how about this one, uh, Derek Fisher? I no? don't think he's there. No? Okay, I, I think I really love the idea though of his name being brought up simply because he's won a ton of titles. He might be one of the great. If we make an all role player team, like yeah. the greatest role players of all time, fair enough. Yeah, he's on the team with Draymond Green, and you can have a discussion about some other guys there too. Um, yeah, he he's a tremendous player, but he only did like two things really well, and they weren't outstanding. He was okay. a nice defender. He could shoot, and he was pretty smart. He didn't have a successful career as a coach. Um, right. Right. And he just never really. Let's put it this way: you can replace Derek Fisher on that team. Okay. You can find a Derek Fisher in the league. The thing was, he kind of had a great reputation with Kobe. Kobe loved him. Right. And he loved Kobe. Yeah. That you couldn't really get rid of him because he's Kobe's only friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think his yeah. career is a really interesting one to review, simply because he he did seem to have a really good way of picking the right people. Mm-hmm. He ends up on Oklahoma City with Kevin Durant. Right. But he was always replaceable. You could always find a player to get um, that could do what Derek Fisher could do. You just probably couldn't find him for as cheap or as willing as what he was willing to do. Okay. How about Reggie Miller? I am Definitely shocked he's on, not here. 
I not on him. I think he yes, he's somewhere in my mind in the thirties. Okay. Maybe why isn't he on this list? Why do I think, think it's because there's so many names to go through. Okay. That they couldn't add a ton. I, I will say we we're talking top seventy five, like there's seventy five yeah. players. There's not seventy five players on this list. There's right. probably like thirty two, thirty three. Sure. Um and, and he definitely is in the chat. He should be a tier three. Like if we're if we're doing a full seventy five, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about three players maybe being in tier one. We're talking maybe twelve players in tier two. Okay. Maybe about thirteen. And then we're talking about maybe somewhere between fifteen to player number twenty nine is in tier three, maybe. Okay. And then four and we probably'd have to go all the way down to seven. Okay. Just to balance it out. Balance or maybe out. we get to somewhere around five where every every team has about fifteen players. Sure. And we go by fifteens. Sure. Reggie's somewhere in tier three, tier four. Like okay. he's somewhere around thirty three to thirty six in okay. my mind. Um, hmm. Second greatest shooter of all time. I yeah. think he he means more to the league than Ray Allen. I know that's a kind of a hot take. Yeah. Um, but he was the star of that Pacers team, whereas Ray Allen never was that guy except for the Bucks here. And I respect the hell out of that Bucks here. Yeah. But he, let's put it this way: Ray Allen doesn't have the gravity unless there's a Reggie Miller. Got it. Steph Curry doesn't have the gravity unless there's a Reggie Miller. Like, okay. And he is traditionally seen as, by the old figureheads, if you need a guy to take a shot, most guys go to Reggie because he right. knew how to take those weird off-balance yeah. hard shots yep. and own it as a guard and own it as the guy in a time where that just wasn't common and go toe-to-toe with Michael mm-hmm. and compete at a high level. Right. Um, yeah, he, he's on this list. I don't think we have his name on here, but he's on this list. He's somewhere around the 30s. Okay. How about um, Mikhail? Why? Yeah, definitely should, should be, be on, on this list. list. Okay, that's a really tough one where to put him because he's in. Wouldn't I would say he's definitely a top ten power forward. Yeah, easily. Top five, I don't know. I don't think he's top five. Um, but he should be on this list. It feels like when we just roll it off the tongue again, we're rolling it off the tongue. <laughs> right. Feels like a forty player, so he should be somewhere around a tier four. Yeah. Because, again, we, we had this discussion of how do you judge that second banana? Like, how right. do you take that second banana? Yeah. And without Mikhail, when Mikhail breaks his foot, mm-hmm. the Boston run seems to end. Yes. Right? And it, it's kind of yeah. done. And he plays through it. And it's now a problem to this day with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if he doesn't play through it, they don't win. But because he played through it, they start to lose. Okay. And he is an incredibly impactful player. He was the power forward power forwards wanted to be. You know, right. when Charles talks about him, yeah. he talks about him with reverence, the footwork and everything mm-hmm. about that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you can't tell the story of the NBA without him. He's further in the book. Um, but because of how he's received by power forwards and how accessible he still is, yeah. you have to have him on the list somewhere. He, he feels like somebody, if Charles is in, the, is, in the te- is in the teens to the 20s, and then we have Kevin Garnett in the 30s, let's say, it feels like McHale shouldn't be far behind Garnett. I it agree. really doesn't feel like he should be that far. He's not an A1 guy like Garnett, or that Garnett could be, right. but he's not surpassed Garnett. He, he he just never had that pop moment where you're like, and here's Kevin Garnett. Right. Um, right. Here's the big ticket. Kevin McHale was always, it's Kevin McHale. I'm terrified of him, <laughs> but I'd rather be scared of McHale than Bird. Right. There you go. Yeah, yeah the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Put up fifty, and then Bird's gonna put up sixty-two <laughs> the next week because he's jealous. 
All right. Well, that's yeah. I just thought a few names here. That's such a good here, list. But, um, I you hit them all. I think those are all great, and yeah. we could go on forever. But there's we so could totally many good go on ones. forever. So obviously, tier one, the only player, Sam Bowie. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan. Oh, I'm gonna jump across this table. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, you can't argue with that, right? No. He just the, the things that he did. Um, yeah. Were just incredible. And, and this is this yeah. is the 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 thing that breaks the tier for me is how how many names he has because we haven't got a chance to, to go to the writer's page, mm-hmm. but how many players he has. Again, it's around 33 or so. Right. And the way he structured it is that one lone player should be at the top. Yeah. And I don't necessarily always think that's true. I do think Michael is the best player to ever play. I think that there's a run, though. If we're talking, again, we're talking nitpicky. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Minus little detail. Right. Jordan has maybe the greatest run in the history of basketball twice. Right. He three-peats twice. Right. He leaves, he goes to play baseball, he comes back, and he wins three. Yeah. And he's the most dominant player at the position we've ever seen for a guard. Mm-hmm. The same can be said about LeBron. Mm-hmm. I, I do think LeBron needs to be at the table. He's my second greatest. And there's not a big gap because mm-hmm. LeBron has two, maybe arguably three awesome runs, but two for sure because he wins titles. The Miami run, the Cleveland run. Cleveland run, yeah. And then he has this weird title with Los Angeles that I kind of group into the Cleveland time frame because he's still kind of playing that same style. Right, um, right. Unless he wins another one with the Lakers, I think you kind of have to group those together for now. Okay. But when he comes into the league, he's a scorer. He redefines himself. He plays the right way. People don't like that he's passing. He's more magic than he is mm-hmm. Michael, right? Yeah. And he has this great run. He has... A phenomenal run at Miami, minus that one meltdown, although it's a huge meltdown, and it keeps him from being number one in my book, Okay, is that one meltdown where Dirk steals it from him. Yes. A player that really shouldn't have stolen that from him, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes on, and he finds his way to multiple championships. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a tier one. And then the other one is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Who has the longest sustained run of greatness we've probably ever seen out of a player. To play as long as he did, to be as valuable as he was, to win as many titles as he did, many, I mean, MVPs just alone. Um, He is the reason so many people are fans of the Bucs, right? Like, I still see, as a Wisconsin native, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar jerseys. That's so cool. Lou Elsinder, right? Lou Elsinder, yeah. You still see it. I mean, he's... He's in a Zucker Brothers movie, an airplane, because they're from Milwaukee, right? That's the best. That's the part of it, right? Yeah. He is Milwaukee in a lot right. of ways, and now Giannis has kind of taken the title, and it's the first time we've seen it, really, yeah. in a long time. I mean, Michael Red was maybe the last guy that Milwaukee was like, oh, my God, Michael Red. Yeah. And even Michael Red wasn't crazy about Milwaukee, right? right? So I, I think Kareem needs to be in this class because when I talk to some of the older guys, Kareem's the greatest they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He won in high school, won a national championship, yep. won a national title in college, won titles in the NBA, was the longest-running best player in the league. Yep. Like It was a 10-year-plus stretch. Right. Played well with others. Yep. Pretty quiet. Still very accessible. Even though he's a quiet player, we still talk about Kareem right. um, pretty heavily. And is a focal point of not just one era, era but two. Two to three. Right. The 70s, the 80s, you felt him in the 60s. Yes. Like he was playing high school and college. So I think he does need to have a place at the table at tier one, but it's just not the way this author lays it out. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, we can do our own. 
and we hope that you guys do your own as well because yeah. I'm sure you guys are upset about stuff we've said already. <laughs> but I think that there needs to be a balance at the top because, you know, with The Last Dance coming out and everything we know about Michael, it's very clear he's mortal. And there's yeah. some really great players coming, and we need to leave some space for yeah. people to end their careers. LeBron's number two, and he's still got time. Yeah. Um, Kareem is incredible. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, we haven't even talked about some of the young guys. Luka's coming. Yes. Luka's incredible. Right. Yep. I mean, we got some players out there. Jokic is on, out there right now. Um, so I, I think, yes, he is tier one. On this, he should be tier one on his own, just based on what this author wants to do. Right. For us, I think it's probably a top three. Um, but Michael is one of one. He is the guy at the top. It's not a far drop before you hit LeBron and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right after right that. After that. Yeah. Um, and I think that covers the first page of the NBA. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, any other thoughts? No. Anything I'm... here that you want to review? Anything you want to vent <laughs> the way that I have? I feel like I've exercised demons no, right I now. No, I think this was fun to go through. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, any of these players, again, they're they're just – they were great. I mean, yeah. It's just fun to watch them and go back and watch and stuff. So. At some point, we are going to have to revisit this. Yeah. And perhaps you make a list. I make a list. Mm-hmm. I encourage the listeners to make a list because this is hard. Yeah. I've done this twice before where I rank – all the players in the history of the NBA, and I give reasons behind it. And both times, it took me like two and a half months to write each one. Mm-hmm. And both times, I moved players up and down <laughs> the scale. And it was written like two yeah. years apart, right? Wow. So it sh- theoretically, it shouldn't be changed that much. But right. I mean, how much perspective changes us just year to year? It does. Um, by the leaps and bounds that the, the league has grown. So uh, totally, it's a fun exercise, so I hope we can revisit it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.